welcome back to Starring Milana, the podcast. This is episode 13 of my podcast. There's a visual to this. You can visit youtube.com forward slash Starring Milana to see the full episode. Or you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Starring Milana to keep up with my shenanigans. So here we are. Um, I have to tell you, it was a lot to getting this episode out. But uh, we're here and we're recording. So we'll see what comes out of it. Um, it is the first day of April, right? April 1st. I can't believe we're already in April. This year has flown by. I think because I've been so consistent with my podcast every single week, um, I've just been on go mode. A lot of you guys know if you listen consistently that I work full time. So working full time and recording my podcast, I just don't really stop and process. I'm just like going, going, going. So um I feel like I blinked and I ended up on episode 13 and April. I don't even remember what some of my episodes were about. Like, I really don't. Like, you can ask me, tell me about episode seven. I'd be like, you tell me about episode seven. <laughs> I have nothing to offer you in that memory lane. Um, anyway, we're here. I'm grateful. I'm thankful. Um, so here at Starring Milana, we have three different segments. The first one is called BTS, where I give you a preview of my past week, and um, we just kind of catch up. And the second one is called Talkworthy, where we pick a few things going on in the media, and we try to offer a different perspective. And the third segment is called Dropping Gems, where I pick a topic of the week and drop a few gems. So let's just start, okay, BTS. Um, Shit Show USA for me this past week First of all, I want to start with this. You know, I'll explain to you later in Dropping Gems why I ended up in urgent care, but I ended up there, okay? And when they were giving me my prescription, they said, um, I was like, oh, man, my pharmacy is going to be closed. It's so late. I'm not going to be able to get my prescription until the morning. And the doctor goes, oh, well, you can pick it up here. I was like, really? Urgent care? You guys, like, have medicine? Yeah, you can, you can get it from us. Let me just write up the prescription. It's just going to be a couple dollars more than you would have paid at CVS with your insurance. So I'm like, all right. So he comes back. He's like, okay, it's ready. You can come and pick it up. And I, I'm walking into a different room. I'm thinking there's, like, a pharmacist there, and it's, like, all this medication. He walks me to a massive machine. It is a vending machine. And he basically tells me to, he already had put the prescription in through the computer system, and I guess it's connected to the vending machine. He just tells me to put in my last name and my date of birth, and it asks me like a few security questions. Like, this is all on this vending machine, okay? And then it takes like a minute and a half, and my medicine comes out. You guys. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Listen, I'm all for technology saving lives, um, helping us, I don't know, discover new places, discover new things. Like, sure, this just ain't it, okay? I was already a little hesitant with the self-checkout situation happening, which, you know, I have to say I'm guilty of using it myself sometimes, right? Like when you're in a hurry and there's like 15 people in line. I would much rather, if there's a human, I always go to the human, right? That's what I do. But sometimes they fuck you because they have one person working with 15 people in line and then there's a self-checkout with nobody. Like they are forcing you to go there. And I already feel weird about it because like it's definitely taking away jobs from people, okay? And this is just one of the many things that like has affected the workforce and the labor 
market negatively in my opinion um obviously for profit for the business owners um but this fucking machine i mean this shit he said he's i was like how long has this situation been going on he's like well it's new for us we've only had it for two weeks that means we haven't seen shit yet okay all these pharmacies are probably gonna go and like go away in a couple years it blows my mind. I was a little bit like hesitant. I should have, uh, like, I was like, how I, I'm, I feel more secure with a human packing my medicine than a machine. Like, how do I even know that what you packed in this little bottle is my medicine that I'm supposed to be taking? I don't know. I'm like a little bit skeptical of the whole thing. Um, but it is what it is. I guess like, I guess we have to adapt. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't know. I don't like it. But that blew my mind. Okay, so that happened today. Also, um, if you guys have been listening, my boyfriend is in the music industry. He's a songwriter, and he had a really big week. I'm going to say we had a really big week because we are one. So we had a really big week. Um, He wrote on the new Chainsmokers song, Kills You Slowly, and on uh, Sweetie's ICEP. So he's been doing his thing. He's got a lot of placements. Um, So go check those songs out. He wrote on them. So that's, I mean, that's massive. And we went out to celebrate last night. We went to Isabel in West Hollywood or Hollywood, I guess. You guys. So we ate dinner. It was great. Then the guys were kind of around the bar area and like Lena and I were sitting on the steps. We were by ourselves. So guys kind of started like coming up to us, talking to us, kind of hitting on us. And at one point this guy came up to me and he said something along the lines of like, we were having a conversation. And then he said, um, he said, are you an actress? And I said, no. And he said, um, oh, okay, because I'm a director. I can't. I could get you in a lot of uh, movies. And then I was like, oh, my God, this is so rapey, right? And then he starts laughing. He's like, ha-ha. It's like, you know, Harvey Weinstein, get it? It's like a joke. Like, how many times have we heard that? And I'm like, oh, my God, this is so weird. Okay. So I laughed it off and just like, okay, maybe he's lame. Like, has no, like, pickup lines. And then um, he asked me what I was doing there. And I was like, oh, we're here celebrating my boyfriend and his friends. They, like, you know, had a bunch of, uh, they had, like, a really successful day today. There, whatever. I, I didn't explain too much, but that's why I told him. He's like, "Oh, so you have a boyfriend?" I'm like, "Yeah, I have a boyfriend." Okay, you have a boyfriend, or like, like you're taken, or are you like L.A. taken? And I was like, "What does that mean, L.A. taken?" He's like, "You know, like potentially taken." And I was like, "No, I'm taken, taken." And then I started thinking, like, "Damn, there's like a whole different version of taken that I didn't know about, like L.A. taken." And then I like try to process. I'm like, "Yeah, you know, that is a thing. It's like." You're in a relationship, but you could be in another one if the opportunity seemed better, you know? So, and because there's always something better and, like, a different opportunity in Los Angeles, I can understand why he would call it L.A. taken. So I thought that was interesting. I've never heard that before. He was uh, blowing my mind yesterday, this man, but he was, yeah, and he literally blew weed on me, like, blew smoke on me. Like, this was... Anyway, so that was interesting. Um, what else happened this week? I went back to fucking kickboxing. Okay, guys, so I have been kickboxing on and off for like three years or something. Like, no, man, longer. Like five years, I think. On and off. And I've been off for like maybe eight, nine months now. Um, and it's one of my favorite workouts. But because I 
change my workout schedule to work out in the mornings, I do Orange Theory because my kickboxing is just like way too far away to make it over there in the mornings before work. So I decided, I was like, Lena, we need to go back to kickboxing. We went on Booty Blaster Day, which is like the hardest day at our at our kickboxing class. And I mean, I am still sore. I'm still, this is on Tuesday. I'm fucking full-blown sore till this day. But it is an amazing workout. But while we were there, usually when Lena and I take this class, we there's a part like, you know, you do the, the workout, like the floor work, and then you pair up with a partner and you do the kickboxing part. You know, people spot you. And usually we... Our part, we partner with different people, you know, just to, to kind of like for our for our own safety, like height wise. Do you know what I'm saying? Remember, she's five eleven and a half, aka six feet, and I'm five feet. So we kind of try to find partners in our like you know same body composition. Um, and we weren't feeling it on Tuesday. People were really acting weird in the class. Like this girl next to me was bizarre. So we were like, you know what? We're just supposed to be partners. So uh, yeah, I fucking regret it. This bitch almost kicked me out of the studio with her fucking like, I don't muscle thunder thighs. Like she kicked me the bag so hard that at one point I like, I can't even like, I was, I wish, oh, I wish there was a video of this. I'm going to record a video one day of us after class. And I'm going to put it on Instagram so you guys know what I'm talking about. Literally, she just, like, kicked me and me in the bag just, like, flung up. And I, I, I literally had held everything in me that I could to not fall backwards. You have no idea. And I was, like, basically barefoot. I had, like, the kickboxing. Um, I don't know what they're fucking called. Like, they're, like, basically gloves for, for feet. Huh? Ankle support. ankle support. And basically, you're barefoot. And they're, like, these little ankle wraps. And uh, I had no fucking grip. My ass, like, literally almost just flew out of the studio. So, psych, bitch. Not doing that shit with you again next week. <laughs> Find a partner. Um, so, that happened. And then, while we were working out, <clears throat> I realized just, like, damn, like, I miss kickboxing. Because it makes me feel like I wish a bitch would. Like, that's how I feel every time I'm in there and every time I walk out, I'm like, I wish a bitch would. Like, I am tiny but mighty. Like, let me tell you. And the last thing I would say is in the middle of me doing my set, Lena reminded me of the time that I went to kickboxing. Tipsy drunk? Drunk. This is what happened. (laughs) If you've ever worked out drunk before, you might agree with me on this notion of I don't recommend it. What happened was I signed up for the class and then I realized I had to go to a cocktail networking event for work. So I went to the event and then I was like, damn, I don't want to like miss my class. Like it's down the street. I'm going to go after this cocktail event. But I had one too many drinks and I said, fuck it, I'm going. I changed in my car and I walked into kickboxing and I was not sober. And I let everybody in there know, and I told the coach, and um, I think he spotted me that day just because, like, obviously not safe. And I think he thought I was kidding when I said I was, like, tipsy, but no, I was, I pulled it off very well, but I was tipsy. So it, I, I don't recommend it. I, everything was spinning, including me. So, um, yeah, that was the first and last time I worked out drunk. Never again. Speaking of drunk and um, drinking, I have been on a margarita kick. I think I mentioned it in a different episode. I'm all of a sudden a tequila person. I never thought I'd see the day because I am like, I, I, like I said, I was a potato in my past life, so I love vodka. Most vodkas that I drink are potato-based, so I've been drinking vodka my whole life, like vodka, Hennessy, whatever, mostly vodka, um, and I've been fine. But, like, you know how your body changes as you get older? I have just been getting so 
sick from drinking vodka. Like my hangovers, not only my head, but my stomach was like, bitch, if you drink another vodka tonic, like your life is over. So I transitioned to tequila. I have hated tequila forever because my first really bad drunk experience was with 1800. And I said, fuck tequila. I'm never going to drink tequila again. But I'm back to it. I will say it smells like shit. Okay, tequila smells like medicine. And anytime I get near tequila, I want to vomit automatically. But um, Casamigos is fine. 1942 is fine. So I've been really enjoying spicy margaritas. And I, like, crave them all the time. I sound like an alcoholic, but I crave them all the time. I think about spicy margaritas all the time. Maybe it's the salt. Yeah, we should go get one, Lena. It's been a really long day. Yeah, okay. So margarita cake. Okay, next. Um, Us came out. You know, the movie by Jordan Peele. I have not seen it yet. Um, I really want to see it, but I keep hearing, like, mixed reviews. Like, people are like, it's good, but it's not as good as Get Out. And, like, it's kind of jumpy, but not. It's pretentious. Like, I don't know. I want to watch it. Definitely don't if it's jumpy. Um, Get Out, to me, was jumpy. Like, that was a scary movie to me. I don't like feeling that much anxiety, and that, to me, gave me anxiety. So you guys let me know. How you feel about us? Like, give me your reviews. DM me. You guys are really good at DMing me and giving me, like, your movie and show reviews. So let me know or comment below or comment on the podcast app and let me know about it because I really want to see it. But mixed reviews. Um, what else happened? Fucking avocado recall this week, you guys. And so one of, like, the top, I don't know, avocado distributors, like, recalled a whole bunch of avocado, even the organic ones, which is what I eat. Look, a bitch flipped out because I eat an avocado every day. I probably should have given avocado up for Lent, but no, I get I eat avocado every single day. I got so scared. I started Googling the, the types of avocado. You guys should really check on that if you um if you were eating avocado all the time. It had like Listerine bacteria. Listerine is a mouthwash. Listeria? Listeria? Damn. English. Milana English. I don't know. Some sort of bacteria. Not good for you. Check out what the fuck you're putting in your mouth. Don't get a uh, diarrhea. Moving on. So Lena and I finally started our new book, The Untethered Soul. Um, I think I'm in a book club of three with Lucy from Indiana, but I haven't heard from you yet, girl. You said you want to join, so maybe we need to do like a, like a group DM. But we are reading the first like 44 pages. Um, I've finished and I've actually read it beyond and Lena somehow hasn't even fucking started and tomorrow is the last day to read to that page until we start new. So she's sitting here looking guilty as fuck. She's going to get kicked out of that. You're going to get on probation, Lena. You guys, this book is really good. It's an easy but difficult read. Like there's not a lot of pages. I think it's like 300 and the words are really big and the book is really small. Like it's short. The pages aren't long, but you have to reread things because the, the stuff that he's talking about, you're like, wait, I didn't get that. Let me read that again. Like you have to reread it several times. Um, it's really good. Right now I'm in the beginning of it, obviously. So we're talking about like the mind and how we think that the mind like controls you, but like you really control the mind. I'm just going to read a portion of it um, so you guys can really understand like why I like this book so much. Um, so it says, if you spend your time hoping that it doesn't rain tomorrow, you are wasting your time. Your thoughts don't change the rain. You will someday come to see that there's no use for that incessant internal chatter and there's no reason to constantly attempt to figure everything out. Mm. Everything you will see 
Eventually, you will see that the real cause of problems is not life itself. It's the commotion the mind makes about life that really causes problems. You guys, like when I started reading this, um, I just like picked an argument with my boyfriend and I was like sitting there and there was a lot of things. Where I was like, why did you just start that argument? Like it, that was what the book literally, it was like, it was, it was talking about all the instances in people's lives. I was like, why did you start that argument with that person? I was like, why did I start that argument with that person? Basically, this book, like really the first few chapters focuses on the mind and like when you, like you taking yourself out of, out of like your thoughts and really processing like why are you viewing things a certain way? Why are you thinking that right now? Like and how to kind of control those thoughts better and realize that you are separate from your mind, which is like mind blowing to me because like we always say like you think it, you can become it, which is kind of still on the same track, but basically separating that like these thoughts that you're feeling and some and sometimes when you think these things about people, it's not necessarily you, it's your mind and your mind is like a different person. Like like treat your mind as if it's a different human being. It's crazy. So it's very, it's a lot to get into, but I love it so far. And I'm really glad that we picked this as our second book. And I wish Lena would catch the fuck up. So that's where we're at with The Untethered Soul. Always looking for new um, members. You can join us. We're still a book club of two and a half. Two and a half. Um, Okay. So, guys. Remember when I was talking about needing a new show to start? Well, I realized Billions was back. So... Every Sunday, Billions is back. I fucking love Billions. If you've never watched Billions, you're missing out on life. Some of the greatest writing I've ever, like, encountered in a show. It's amazing. Um, season four, kicking ass so far, Team Axe. Speaking of shit to watch, I sat down and I watched Abducted in Plain Sight. You guys, I want to cry right now because I want to laugh so hard that I want to cry. What the fuck is wrong with people? Were people dumber in the 70s? Like, are our brains better developed right now? Because me watching it and trying to process what happened and trying to like, you know, you guys know here at Starring Milana, we try to build understanding. So (laughs) we uh, look at things from other people's perspectives and, you know, really try to just not judge. And I'm not judging, but what the fuck was going on with that family? You guys, if you have not seen Abduction in Plain Sight, you are missing on the best hour and a half of your entire life. The same, this girl got abducted twice by the same man. Two times. Same man. Family friend. Neighbor. Same person, abducted her twice. How, Sway? How? If you want to know how, watch it. You'll find out. And that's not even the crazy part. I thought that was going to be the crazy. That's not even the crazy part. By the way, this isn't some sad shit. This is weird shit. If you think you're going to get depressed or you think you're going to get scared and it's like some weird like murder. No, 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 no. This is some fucking funny shit. This is like comedy. I had to pause it. And my boyfriend and I, we paused it and we looked at each other. We were like, what? I... Can I, can I tell them or like, I don't want to ruin it for people. I can't ruin it for people. Fuck. Come on. Most of you have probably already seen it. It's available, available on Netflix. Okay. I will just say this. I'm going to just say, I give you a little preview. It's a neighbor, a family friend, close friend. He was interested in the daughter. That's who was abducted twice. But that is not the only person in the family who he had sexual relations with. He had sexual relations with two other people in the family. That's all I'm going to say. And neither 
No, I can't. If I tell you that, you're going to know. I can't fucking tell you. You guys, please, please watch it and like DM me. And like, I just want to talk about it with someone because my mind is so blown. I need to get on a fucking forum. I bet you Reddit has a whole thing going on this. You guys need to watch it. That's all I'm going to say. Shit was mind blowing. All right. That's all I have about my week for BTS. I'm going to go a little bit deeper about my week in, in the Dropping Gems segment because that's where, um, that's kind of the focus of this week's Dropping Gems. But that's kind of where I'm at with my BTS. Watched a lot of shit, drank a lot of shit, <laughs> uh, didn't eat my avocados, and I read a lot of shit. So it was an interesting week. Let's move on to the talk worthy segment. Let's start with uh, Jesse Smollett. Smollett or Smollett? Smollett. Smollett. Damn. I was trying to make it like French. I was trying to make it French and extravagant and foreign. Okay. Jesse Smollett. Smollett. Smollett? Why can't Smollett. I get this shit right? Young Jesse, you guys. How the fuck did he get away with this shit? What? Look, I don't know the truth because I wasn't there. I am not Jesus Christ. Um, I'm not going to condemn him. I'm not the one sending him to jail. I don't fucking know. I wasn't there. But what? This is the craziest Vanessa I've ever seen. Are you kidding me? If it, <clears throat> Allegedly, if he's guilty, this is the craziest Vanessa I've ever seen. Let me save my ass now. Wow. Wow. When I... Saw when I woke up and saw on Twitter that all 16 counts were dropped, my jaw dropped. I couldn't even believe it. Look, I have to tell you, I thought he was in deep shit. And I thought he was gonna be in trouble. And I thought that he might do like maybe a year in prison. I didn't think it was gonna be as crazy as they made it out to be because it was really all 16 counts were really focused on one crime. So it's not like he did like multiple things. It was all focused on basically like lying to the police. Like that was basically the overall thing. So I didn't think that he faced like a long time in prison. I didn't think it was going to be as serious, unfortunately, you know, as the police and the media and the mayor made it out to be. I didn't believe it. I, I could, I knew that it was like all hype, but I did not think in any of my years of living that this man was going to walk out with a $10,000 bail and some community service. I had not seen this shit coming. I am shocked. I don't even know where to begin. And the thing is, the documents are sealed. So we're never really going to know. There's so many factors that it could have been. You know what I mean? They might have really not had enough evidence. It could have been like, I don't know, a, a crooked cop. Who knows? It could have been so many different things. Um, somebody could be getting bribed in that off. I don't know what happened. And we probably will never know. But something is fishy. Something smells hella fishy. Um, so I did a lot of research and I, and I wanted to understand. So I have this like a quote kind of from the state attorney or from an article. They said that the state attorney, she said she's confident her office would have landed a conviction against Smollett. A guilty verdict probably wouldn't have led to a harsher punishment. Um, so what I'm gathering from her statement is that she doesn't believe this is a serious enough crime and she wants to focus on more serious crimes. Like that's kind of what I got out of her whole statement was that she didn't think that this was something that they needed to focus on and um, take to court because regardless of what the verdict would have been, it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have made it a harsher punishment than what it, would have, what it really was. I think she said somewhere like this is a, a, a class four crime. So it's not considered like a really serious crime. So in her opinion, what they usually do to deal with crimes like this is they deal with them out of court like like they did with his. Um, they usually drop them, and a lot of them end up 
just being community service. So I thought that was interesting because I did think that like they made, I understand how this could be serious and it was very much elevated because it was a celebrity and because this is a hate crime, but people lie every day, B. <laughs> Let's be clear. People lie every day about bullshit. What he did was 100%, I mean, allegedly, if he did this, was 100% fucked up. But the way that the media and like the police force in Cook County, like the way that they blew this whole thing up, they already told everybody that he was like, guilty. They basically decided that he was guilty, that they had overwhelming evidence and blah, 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 blah. And even if they did, and even if he was, I think that they put too much focus on it where this is not, like, in my opinion, a crime that needed this much attention. I understand he's a celebrity and it is a big deal. Everybody was fucking shocked. But I get what the state attorney is saying. Like, there are, she wants to fight, fight more serious crimes and she doesn't think that this case in particular needs any more attention. So that's where we're at. I'm confused as fuck. If you have a better understanding of this than me, again, please DM me, comment on this podcast. I don't know. I guess we'll never know. The one thing that I will say that I thought was crazy is I feel like if I was him and I was attacked in this manner and <clears throat> I was being um, I was being blamed for it and for blamed for making it up and I, and I maintain my innocence and I said 100% like I did not do this, um, then when my when the case got dropped, I think I would have pursued some sort of like legal action against the people that either did it or maybe, and if he doesn't think those two brothers did it, finding the people that actually did this to him. But it doesn't appear to me that he's interested in that at all, which was what to me seems a little strange and fishy. I mean, maybe he just wants to be done with the whole thing, I guess. I don't know. Um, it's just weird. It's weird. It, it, Mercury's in retrograde, let me be clear. So this might attest to some weirdness going on in the media. So that's fucking weird. Okay, and then the second thing I'm going to talk about in the Talk Worthy segment is this Cardi B drama that's been going on this week. Oh, my God. Um, so if you don't know, basically a video surfaced of her from three years ago. I think she did like a Instagram Live, and she basically talked about all the shit that she had to do to survive um, during like her stripping days and she talks about, you know, obviously stripping and then, um, taking guys back to hotel rooms, drugging them and then robbing them. So first of all, nothing can get past y'all. Cause like, how the fuck did this video resurface from three years ago? It was a live and don't Instagram lives like disappear. I guess you can like save them now, which is crazy, but Somebody obviously had this in their back pocket. That's the crazy thing. Like, it's been three years. So somebody had this in their back pocket. And I'm not, like, this is not the focus of it. I just think it's crazy that shit like this comes out three years later. Like, they didn't just find it. Like, somebody had this, okay? So that's crazy. Now, she apologized for it. She owned up to her shit. She put out a statement and an apology. And, you know, I have to say, I think it was, it was a good one. I think that it was um, very well stated. I mean, for what it was, she I think she did a good job. She owned up to her shit. 
She said, yes, I did it. The reason why I don't talk about it is because I don't believe, like, I, I those are, like, negative times in my life. I don't approve of that kind of shit. That's why I don't glorify it. Um, in the rap game, people talk about murder and sex and drugs um, and robbing, and then they talk about it in their music. I chose not to talk about those things in my music because I'm not proud of those things, um, and I know that it was wrong. And, you know, again, she basically said she did what she had to do to survive. Now, there's, like, a lot of... People, I've been reading a lot of mixed things about this. Like, some people are supporting her, um, and there's a lot of people who are upset, you know. In the wake of this, like, Me Too movement, I can understand how, like, men can feel in a situation like this, you know. You have to, like, think, like, granted, she wasn't, like, drugging people and then raping them, right? And I know that drugging somebody first of all is just as bad like you're drugging just drugging someone in general blows my mind like how are you gonna drug somebody you don't know how someone's body's gonna react to anything so that's fucking crazy drugging them is one thing raping them is another robbing them is another not saying anything is okay but for people to like we can't compare these situations we can't compare all these situations on the same kind of scale right at the end of the day it's fucking shitty like her saying she had to do what she had to do to survive i get it now i don't know her life. And I don't know what part, like what part of, of her life this was in. Um, you know, when you're dancing, you're making a lot of money. You're making more money than an average person. Now, obviously you're doing, you're sacrificing a lot more in those kinds of jobs. Like a stripper, like you're, that's your body. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's a big, I don't, I can never imagine doing that. Right. But she did it. Um, and she was making money. I don't know her circumstance. I don't know how many people she was taking care of. Um, I don't know. You just never know. Right. So, but, but, but drugging people and robbing for them and then saying that it's, you did what you had to do to survive. I don't know. I'm a little conflicted on that. People, do a lot of things every day to survive. People work three jobs. People work full-time. People are waiters at night. People clean toilets. There's a lot of things that people do to survive, and it's not at the expense of others, okay? So I don't know how I feel about that statement. I don't agree with that. Um, I think that when you're doing things to survive, you are not harming other people in the way of that. And that's what you're doing when you're drugging people and robbing from them. What I want to talk about is she apologized. She did a lot more than most of these people do when, when information like this comes out. Apologized for it and owned up to her shit. Most people, you never hear. Maybe because they're implicating themselves if they apologize, but you don't really ever hear a statement come out. You don't ever really hear an apology. So she did that. My question to everybody is now what? If she doesn't apologize and she doesn't comment about it, then we're mad. Once she apologizes, now what are we going to do? Like, how many times does a person need to apologize for for people to forgive them? Or is it like, oh, we're never forgiving them? If we're never forgiving people, like, who are we? I don't understand. I, we have to show grace. Everyone has a past. I know that people's past, not everyone's past is at this level, but, you know, well, why why can't we forgive people who have owned up to their shit and who have apologized? What what else do they need to do? And that's what I'm curious about because I don't have the answer to that. But how much more do we need from people? Why are we the ones that are condemning? We are not God. Like, we're not Jesus. We can't. We shouldn't be the ones condemning people for things that they've done in their past. Let's be clear also. She's 26 years old right now. The video resurfaced 
from three years ago, which means she made the video when she was 23, talking about the shit that she had to do back in the day. So we're talking about younger than 23, 22 years old. She was probably under the age of 21 doing this shit. I'm not making excuses. My moral compass was at a different place when I was than I am now than when I was 18. I don't think it was there either. Like I, I never, I don't, again, like I can't see myself doing that even if I was at the age of 18 and naive and dumb or whatever the case is. Maybe she didn't see any other way to survive. However, she was young. So how much does a person have to do to be forgiven, right? So, I mean, I think that this is a conversation that we have to have. Like we want people to apologize and own up to their shit. And then when they do, we can't seem to get over it. So, and, and let me just say this. I'm not discrediting how serious this is. This is very serious. And if it was the other way around, this would have been a fucking huge deal. If we heard that, I don't know, Trey Songs was drugging girls and then stealing from them, even though he doesn't need to. Maybe he had like this weird, whatever, he was doing this in his past. He doesn't need to now, but he was doing this in his past. It pro- we'd probably be outraged. Like, we'd probably be outraged. Like, how dare you, like, do this to a woman? Well, how dare you do this to a man, right? Imagine this being your son. Like, imagine you have a son, and he's like, and then I read some comments like, oh, like, you deserve that if you pay for pussy. No. That's, like, the same thing as saying, like, just because you're an escort or a prostitute, you deserve to get raped. No. Nobody deserves that shit. It doesn't fucking matter if you're paying for pussy or if you're a prostitute. That does not mean that that shit is okay. No one deserves that. So... I don't know. My question with this whole thing is, I'm not trying to prosecute her. I'm not God. Neither are you. So shut the fuck up. But what I do want to know is, where are we with people owning up to their shit? How much can we, like, what do we need people to do to be able, like, to show grace and forgive people, especially after they've owned up to their shit? So I don't know. Maybe I just think different. Um, But... I don't know. I, I really don't have an answer on this one. I just thought that the response was crazy. I mean, the whole thing is crazy to me, but I thought the response was from general public was even crazier. So, But like I, anything in 2019, I'm sure this will blow over in a week and some new shit will come out. So who even fucking knows? Um, that's about it for the Talkworthy segment. All right, guys. So we're here in the Dropping Gems segment. I hope I find some gems to drop because let me fucking tell you, I have tried to find inspiration, to find some focus, to sit down and come across anything that would help guide me to a topic for this week. Um, And unfortunately, it's just been an overall shitty week where I couldn't even, I just haven't felt inspired. Um, You know, I was very distracted by everything going on in my personal life, to be honest with you guys. And I'm not doing this, um, I'm not talking about, like, what I picked to talk about today. I'm not doing it because, like, out of, like, sheer laziness. It's really just something that came to me in the midst of my fucking crazy week, okay? Um, If you have been listening consistently, then you know that, like, you know, I I kind of touched on it earlier about, um, you know, my dad and having an emergency open-heart surgery <clears throat> and him being a caretaker for my grandma. It's just been a lot for my family. But I kind of just like always keep it pushing and know that better days are to come. Well, this week, um, I think it just like really hit me. And I don't know what you guys believe in, but listen, Mercury retrograde, I think this is one of the only times that I really fucking felt that shit hit. Okay, because the last day of Mercury retrograde was the last day when everything just like... I don't even know the word to use, like, popped off. You know, dealing with some family stuff, obviously. Um, 
unfortunately, I think that like my one of my only my solace was like, oh, I'm going to leave next week to go to my cousin's bachelorette. I've been talking about it on my other podcast. You guys know I'm really excited. I love my cousin. We're very close. Um, I really wanted to go celebrate with her. But unfortunately, my mom's out of town. My sister's going to be there. So I kind of volunteered myself to stay home. And watch, you know, my dad and the dogs and my grandma because it's everyone needs to be kind of taken care of right now. And um, I think it really hit me this week that, like, fuck, I'm not going to be there celebrating with her. Um, then the fucking water heater, like, broke and, like, blew up. And that was a whole thing. And then just, like, I got some sort of fucking abscess on the back of my leg that became infected. And I had, like, a long-ass day at work. Went to urgent care just for them to tell me it was infected. Put me on antibiotics. Um, it's just been, like... Those are just a few things, but it's just been like everything at once and everything at once happening is one thing, but then when you have to work full time and then you have to like sit down and create content for a podcast, it's just a lot of shit for one person in the same month, week, let's talk about the fucking day. Okay. In the same day, it's just been a rough fucking time. Now I'm not saying this to kind of like complain and to whine, um, I'm saying this because this is kind of where my, I guess you can say, unofficial topic for this week stems from. Um, I know that other people's problems are probably even worse in hindsight. But, you know, this, this all these little things that happen really take a toll on you, especially mentally. It can be very frustrating. And I just think I hit a, a wall and I hit a point where I just kind of was like so frustrated that I, I nothing was going I don't want to say right, but I want to say smooth. Nothing was really going smoothly. It was just a lot of humps in the way. It was very difficult. It's been hard to talk to family about it. It's been hard to talk to my boyfriend about it because people are doing their own shit and you don't want to be a downer, right? So you just kind of like take all of this in and you just think about it every day mentally. And I eventually, like the other day, I just like went and I sat down in my room on the floor and I just started crying because it just, it's too much all at once. Um, now... I'm saying all this because my problems in just hindsight are just so small in comparison to what other th people are battling, you know? And when I think about other people's lives who maybe they just got news that they might have cancer or a family member just died or they're being evicted. I mean, when you think about the problems of the world, your problems just seem so stupid. Um, but that doesn't that doesn't mean that they don't matter, right? Everybody goes through shit. What it made me realize is that while I was not really communicating with like family members about what bothered me or like even my boyfriend because I didn't want to be a downer because he had such an important week, when I was holding all of this stuff in, it just made me realize that like you just never know what people are going through. You know, when I'm when I'm mentally drained and exhausted and I have all this shit on my mind and I'm going to work and I have a client and I'm just like having to smile and like communicate with the client. Like it, I just, you don't know what's on the receiving end of that, right? And, you know, Lena talk, told me about one of her friends who has a lot going on in her personal life and then she, she works, you know, in customer service. Like imagine like just calling and shitting on somebody because your fucking cable is out and you just don't know what the person on the receiving end is going through. And you're just shitting and shitting on them and you're adding more shit to their life. Um, and it's not your fault because you're really upset about something not going on with, with your service, but you don't, but this person is not like a robot. You know what I mean? Like this person has their own shit going on. Like they're not the company. They're not your fucking cable box, right? I just want to say that 
in this short dropping gem segment, um, I just think that we need to be a little bit more empathetic and compassionate. And I know we say this all the time and we hear this all the time, but do we really practice it? You know, until you are going through something yourself and until people just like don't know about it and they're just like shitting on you and you're having these encounters with people, you don't really realize how important it is to just come by people who are empathetic and kind. Just like the word kind is so important, who are just kind because just a little, little tiny bit of kindness can really change your whole day, your mood, even if it's for an hour, it can really just change the way you're feeling, um, which can do a lot in the long run. Now, with all of this going on, I went on Instagram, and there's two things that, like, I really um, saw. First, like, P. Diddy, he posted a picture of him and Kim and talks about, like, this is a picture from the first day that I told you I loved you or whatever. And like, people are like, if you loved her, you should have married her. Um well, how come you dated J-Lo after you, post, after you told her you loved her? Like, all this shit, right? And it's like, and he keeps saying, every time he gets these comments, he keeps saying, I know, I fucked up, I know. Like, why are we kicking people down when they're already down? Like, what, it, why? And this isn't someone who's, like, holding all this shit in and you don't know what they're going through. This is a person who's been very open and honest about what they're going through. So this shit is even worse. Like, not only... Do you need to be kind to people that you don't even know what their daily battle is like? But people who are open and sharing that information, you're kicking someone when they're already down, right? Um, and another example of that is everything that's been going on with Wendy Williams. Like, I have to say, I'm not, like, the number one fan of Wendy, okay? She's good at what she does. She has a niche. I don't necessarily agree with it. However, she's a fucking human being. Okay, she's a human being. And I know that we can say the same about all of the people that she's made comments about, all of the fucked up cruel things that she said about people. They're human beings, too. I understand that. But we don't need to stoop down to anyone's level, okay? So everything that she's been going through, her husband having a mistress and her the mistress giving birth and people are just like, oh, look at Wendy coming out of like rehab or a sober house and she relapsed and she's drinking. Like, you should practice what you preach, Wendy, like, you know, at first, like, I thought about, I'm like, yeah, you should practice what you preach. How many times have you said you would leave someone if they cheat on you or, like, or make comments about, like, infidelity, infidelity and, like, celebrity relationships? How many times, right? But at the same time, like, it doesn't make, it shouldn't make you feel any better making those kinds of comments. Like, these are the points where people, like, need compassion, right? They need kindness because you never know. This if, if she feels that kind of compassion and she feels that kind of kindness and she gets that kind of support, you never know. It could be a turning point for her in her life. She can become a different person after this because she's experienced this type of trauma and now she can better understand other people when they go through it, right? So I don't know. I think like the word of the day and of this week and this podcast is just empathy or, or kindness. I just want to end it with, you know, you never know what people are going through. And um, just remember to be compassionate when people are not only, like, crying out for help, but in general. Because a lot of people hold that shit in, okay? Most people carry their pain very well. Most people carry their baggage very well. And most people carry their demons very well. We should never assume someone's current situation or their state of mind. We just don't really know what anyone is going through. I don't know who needed to hear this. Um, I just felt like it needed to be talked about because this is what I was, I've been going through this past week. And, um, I had to remind myself that whatever was on my mind or whatever I was going through was temporary and that God is 100% real and there's 
definitely a light at the end of the tunnel. I think at one point this week, I like called Lena and I said, is there a fucking light? Like, where is the light? And I think, you know, today I feel like there's 100% a light at the end of the tunnel. You just have to stay faithful um, and just believe that everything will get better because it does. doesn't matter how terrible the situation. It will always be better. And we just have to trust God that whatever's happening to us right now is meaningful and is going to impact us in some way in the future. Push through the retrograde. <laughs> Hopefully the next one doesn't hit me this fucking hard. Um, and, you know, I'm just going to leave you guys with this famous quote. Um, I complained because I had no shoes until I met a man who had no feet. So remember, it can always be worse. Be kind. Be compassionate to each other and, of course, to yourselves. Thank you so much for listening. And if you felt inspired or this is something you need to hear, please uh, screenshot this podcast and promote it. Um, Make sure you leave a rating and a review and subscribe on the Apple Podcast app. Subscribe on YouTube. Give this video a thumbs up. And you can always follow me and let me know your thoughts. I love when you guys DM me about these episodes. A lot of you guys inspire me for certain topics. So you can find me at Starring Milana on Twitter and Instagram. I love you all and we'll talk next week.